A mamzer is somebody who was born as a result of certain illegal relations. And there are multiple laws which apply to a mamzer. For example, he's forbidden to marry a regular Jew. However, this Mishnah comes to tell us that regarding family laws and being related to somebody, for example, the father, the mamzer is considered to be the father's relative, the father's son. And so the laws which apply to relatives, such as inheritance, or for a koyen, a koyen is forbidden to become tomei from a dead body. However, he is permitted to become tomei in order to bury one of his seven closest relatives. So a mamza would be considered to be his relative in terms of this. Says the Mishnah Mishesh Le'och Mekol Mokoim, somebody who has a son from any place, meaning even if it's a mamzer, who was born as a result of certain illegal relations. So if the mamzer is the only surviving brother, he's the only Yovam. Says the Mishnah, He creates a zika with his brother's wife for Yibum. A zika is the connection which there is between a Yovam and a Shemeris Yovam. The Yovam is the dead man's brother, the Shemeris Yovam is the dead man's wife, also known as a zakuka and also known as a Yavoma. And as we learned in the previous Mishnah, Midah Uraisa, Mamza is actually allowed to perform Yibum even, because the positive mitzvah of Yibum overrides the negative mitzvah of marrying a Mamza. However, Midyabonon, it's forbidden, but that does not destroy the Zika. There is still a Zika between them, which means that she would be forbidden to marry anybody else until she receives Chalitza from the Mamzer. And a Mamzer is considered to be one's brother for everything, meaning all the laws which apply between brothers would apply even if one of the brothers is a Mamzer. For example, a Kohen would be able to become Tommy for him, he would inherit him. However, says the Mishnah, Except for somebody who has a brother who was born from a non-Jewish maidservant or a regular non-Jewish woman, he wouldn't even be considered to be a mamzer. He is not considered to be Jewish at all, and halachically speaking, he is not even considered to be the son, the child of his father. And so certainly, if one's brother is non-Jewish, certainly he would not be considered, halachically speaking, to be his brother. Continues the Mishnah, somebody who has a son from any place, he would exempt his father's wife from Yibum or Chalitza. Even if it's not her child, Yibum is dependent on the husband, the man, not having any children. And even if the child is a mamzer, as we said, halachically speaking, he is considered to be the father's child. And therefore, if somebody dies and he only has a mamzer as a child, she would be exempt from Yibum or Chalitza. Another ramification of the fact that the mamzer is considered to be his child is the mamzer would be liable to the death penalty if he hits his father or if he curses his father, since that is the law for every child who hits or curses their father. And he's considered to be his son for all matters which are dependent on family relations, for example, inheriting him and becoming Tome if he's a Koyain. However, says the Mishnah, except for somebody who is a son who was born from relations with a non-Jewish maidservant or a regular non-Jewish woman, since then he is not considered to be halachically the son of his father, but only the son of this non-Jewish woman, and he himself is not Jewish. We learnt earlier on in the Perek of the Midrabonon prohibition of marrying or doing Yibum with Achai Sukukosai, the sister, and the same goes for any relative, of one's zakuka. Just like Midoraisa, it's forbidden to marry the relatives of one's wife. 
So to Mujabbanan, since there is a connection, albeit a weak connection, known as a zika between the Yovam and the Shemaris Yovam, so Mujabbanan it's forbidden to marry one's Shemaris Yovam's sister. Begins the Mishnah, Misha Kiddush Achas somebody who did Kiddushin on one of two sisters. Kiddushin is when one acquires a woman, it's the first step of marriage. So he performed Kiddushin on one of two sisters, but for any Udea is in Kiddush. He does not know which sister he did Kiddushin with. And the Gemara explains the case to be where both of the sisters appointed a messenger to receive the Kedushin from the man. One way of performing Kedushin is to give money to the woman. And one can also do so by giving money to the woman's messenger who she appointed. So if both sisters appointed a messenger, and then the man gives money to the messenger for the sake of Kedushin, so right now it's a doubt and he did not specify which sister he did Kiddushin on. He just said, I'm doing Kiddushin on one of the sisters. Now certainly it's forbidden to continue with the marriage and to have marital relations with either of them, because although one of them is his wife, one of them is his wife's sister who it's forbidden to have relations with. And so Nason get Lozoi, get Lozoi, he needs to give a get to both of the women out of doubt. Now what happens if before giving a get, Mace, he died and he didn't have any children. Vloyoch Echod, and he has one surviving brother. So his wife should fall to Yibum, but we're not sure which one of them is his wife. Says the Mishnah Cholitz Lishteyen, the surviving brother must do Chalitza to both of the women. And the reason why he cannot do Yibum to one of them is because if it's not the wife who should be his Shemeris Yavam, then it's the sister of his Shemeris Yavam, also known as an Achay Sekuka, and it's forbidden Mijabonon to marry one's Achay Sekuka. Now what happens if this man had two surviving brothers, says the Mishnah Echad Cholitz, one should do Chalitza first. The first stage has to do has to be Chalitza, because you can't do Yibam because of Achid Sukukasai. But once one of the brothers has done Chalitza on one of the sisters, the second brother, the Echom Yabim, he could even do Yibam on the remaining sister. The reason being that once the Chalitza has been done, so if the first sister who had done Chalitza, if she was the real Shemaris Yovam, then great, and now this other, the second brother is just marrying the other sister, there's no problem with that, and she's definitely not considered to be the Achid Sekuka, because there is no longer a Zika from the first sister, because she's already done Chalitza. And if the first sister was not the real Shemaris Yovam, so the Chalitza was nothing, but now the second brother is just doing Yibum. So either way, once the first sister has received Chalitza from one brother, the other brother can do Yibam or Chalitza to the remaining sister. But as we explained, you can't do Yibam straight away, because it could be that the woman you do Yibam with is not the real Shemaris Yavam, in which case she would be an Achid Sekuka. However, says the Mishnah, Kodmu Vachonsu, if both brothers went ahead and they both did Yibam, one brother on one sister and the other brother on the other sister. So the first brother who did this, it was forbidden for him to do so. Midrabonon, because it could have been his Achizekuka. However, Imitzim Yodon, we do not force them to divorce their new wives, since either way he would only violate the prohibition of Achizekuka at the beginning. But now that both brothers did Yibum, so one of the Yibums was valid Yibum, and either way you look at it, there's definitely no more Zika. And so now they're not being, they're not violating the prohibition of Achizekuka. And so though it was forbidden at the beginning, out of doubt, now they are certainly not violating that, and therefore they can remain married. Mr. Zayn, now things get a bit more complicated. Shanaim two people who are not related, they did Kiddushin on two sisters. So if you look at the diagram, this scenario will include three pairs of siblings. There's Rachel and Leah, they're the sisters. And then there's Reuven and Shimon, their brothers. And Moshe and Aaron, their brothers. So Shimon and Moshe, who are not related to each other, 
they both did Kiddushin on either Rachel or Leah. One of them did Kiddushin on Rachel, one of them did Kiddushin on Leah. And we're not sure which man is married to which sister. So certainly none of them can continue with the marriage, because it could be they would be having marital relations with the sister of their wife, which would be forbidden, and therefore Zeno Sinchne Gitten, Zeno Sinchne Gitten. This one, Shimon has to give two Gitten. He must divorce both Rachel and Leah, out of doubt, and Moshe must do the same. Mesu, what happens if both Shimon and Moshe died? So certainly both Rachel and Leah are considered to both be a Shemeres Yavon. They both require Yibam or Chalitza before they can get married. However, it's a doubt as to which brother, whether Ruvain, who is Shimon's brother, or whether Aaron, who is Moshe's brother, it's a doubt which one of them needs to do Yibam or Chalitza on which sister. And therefore, as in most cases of doubt, there is a simple solution, and that is Chalitza, Zechel This brother Ruvain should do Chalitza to both sisters, Rachel and Leah. And this brother, Moshe's brother Aaron, he should also do Chalitza, Zechel he should do Chalitza to both of the sisters. What happens if If one of the men who did Kedushin, let's say Moshe, he has one brother, Aaron, but the other man who did Kedushin, Shimon, he has two brothers, Ruvain and Levi. So we're adding Levi into the scenario now. So firstly, in terms of Moshe's side, that remains the same. So Hayochid, the individual brother, Aaron, he should do Chalitza to both sisters, Rachel and Leah. That's the same as the previous scenario. Vashinayim. And Shimon's two brothers, Ruven and Levi, so Echad Chalitz. One of them, let's say Levi, should do Chalitza on one of the sisters. Let's say Levi does Chalitza on Leah. And once he's done Chalitza, the other brother, Ruven, could even do Yibum on Rachel. He can choose Ad Yibum or Chalitza. Because the reason why when there's only one brother, he needs to do Chalitza on both sisters, and he can't just do Chalitza on one and then Yibim on the other, is because if the first Chalitza was real Chalitza, because that was his Shemeres Yavam, that means that the other sister is Achis Chalutzosai. It's the sister of the woman who, bef- who he performed Chalitza with. And it is forbidden Midrabonon to marry the sister of his Chalutza, since a Chalutza is very similar to a woman who has been divorced, if you think about it, Chalitza is very similar to a get, because until the Shemeres Yovim receives Chalitza, she's forbidden to marry anybody else. And because of the similarity in Bonon, it is forbidden to marry the sister and other relatives of one's Chalitza. However, in this case, where there are two brothers, so Levi performed Chalitza on Leah. Ruvain hasn't performed anything yet, so he is allowed to do Yibum with Rochel, and if it turns out that indeed Rochel is the Shomeris Yovam of Ruven and Levi, then Ruven's Yibum is considered to be the mitzvah of Yibum, and Levi's Chalitza wasn't really anything, and if it turns out the opposite, that really Leah was their Shomeris Yovam, so Levi's Chalitza is considered real Chalitza. And Ruvain's Yibum with Rachel is not actually going to be Yibum, but it's going to be a regular marriage, which is totally permitted, but it won't be a mitzvah. Now, it's very important that the order which the Mishnah said is kept to, and therefore, only after Levi has done Chalitza on Leah can Ruvain do Yibum on Rachel. However, Ruvain cannot do Yibum on Rachel before Levi does Chalitza on Leah, and the reason for that is because if Leah is the Shmeris Yavim of Ruvain and Levi, that means that when Ruven does Yibum with Rochel, it's not actually Yibum, it's a regular marriage, and that marriage is forbidden with Jabonon, because Rochel is the sister of Ruven's Shemeres Yavam. That is the prohibition of Achis Kukosoi. Leah has a Zika, sort of weak bond to 
Ruvain, and Midrabbanon, it's forbidden for Ruvain to marry the sister of his Zakuka, of his Shemeris Yovon. And that's why only once Levi has done Chalitza on Leah, such that she is no longer a Shemeris Yovon, so Rochel becomes permitted for Ruvain to do Yibam with her. Now that having been said, Kodmu v'chonsu, if both Ruvain and Levi both did Yibam on Rochel and Leah. So Ruvain did Yibam on Rochel and Levi did Yibam on Leah. But certainly that's forbidden, Midrabbanon. However, once they have done it, in Mitzim Yodon, we do not force them to divorce these women, since certainly, either way, Yibum has been performed now, either with Rochel or Leah, which means that there is no longer a Shemeris Yovam involved, she's now a fully-fledged wife, and so neither of them are the Achai Zakuka, because there no longer is a Zakuka, a Shemeris Yovam. So that was forbidden originally, the prohibition no longer applies, and therefore they can remain married. Alright, next scenario, Both of the men who did Kiddushin, both Shimon and Moshe, they both have two brothers. Shimon has Reuven and Levi, Moshe has two brothers, Aaron and Kolev, let's call him. So ideally what should happen is that one brother on each side should do Chalitza, and then the other brothers should do Yibum. One of Shimon's brothers, Levi, should do Chalitza to one of the sisters, Leah. And then one of Moshe's brothers, let's say Aaron, he should do Chalitza on the other sister, which in this case would be Rachel. So again, Levi did Chalitza on Leah. Now when it comes to Reuven doing Yibum, it is forbidden for Reuven to do Yibum with Leah. Once one of the brothers has done Chalitza, it is forbidden for the other brothers to then marry that Chalitza, unless it's for the mitzvah of Yibum. But here there's a chance that Reuven will not be performing the mitzvah of Yibum with Leah. In fact, he definitely won't be, because if Leah was indeed the wife of Shimon, so then Levi's chalitza was valid chalitza, and he's no longer a Shmerz Yovim at all. So since Reuven's marriage to Leah will not be a Yibum marriage, it is forbidden for him to marry the chalitza of his brother. And therefore, Reuven should do Yibum, or if he wants, he could do chalitza, but he can do Yibum with the other sister, Rachel. So the Mishnah says that Ochiv Shulzeh, the remaining brother of Shimon, namely Ruvain, Miyabim Chalutsasi Shulzeh, should do Yibum with the Chalutsa of the other set of brothers, the Chalutsa of Moshe. The Ochiv Shulzeh and the remaining brother on Moshe's side, namely Kolev, Miyabim Chalutsasi Shulzeh, he should do Yibum with the woman who had performed Chalitza with Shimon's brother Levi. So as we explained, this order is very important, because otherwise they'll violate certain Midrabonon prohibitions. For example, says the Mishnah, what happens if Kod Mushanayim Vecholtzu, two brothers on one side, let's say Reuven and Levi, both did Chalitza straight away. Reuven did Chalitza to Rachel, Levi did Chalitza to Leah. Lo it's forbidden for both Aaron and Kolev to both do Yibum on Rachel and Leah, because since either Rachel or Leah is still a Shemeris Yovam to Aaron and Kolev, there is a chance that the first one to do Yibum will violate the prohibition of Achai Sukukosai, of marrying the sister of his Shemeris Yovam. Rather, Echad Cholates, one of them should do Chalitza, and then the other brother, Vechum Yabim, then he can do Yibum, because either way, this time he will not violate Achai Sukukosai, because either he'll be performing the mitzvah of Yibum, or his brother's Chalitza was valid Chalitza, in which case is no longer a Shemeris Yovam also known as a zakuka, which means that there is no prohibition of achi zukukasai. Now if Kodmu v'chonsu, they did go ahead and both did yibum, that was not allowed, nevertheless, we do not force them to divorce their wives, since either way there is now certainly no zika, and so there is no prohibition of achi zukukasai. 
Mishnahes, what happens if there are a number of brothers of the person who died? There are a number of Yevomim. So which one of them should do Yevom or Chalitza? Says Mishnah Mitzvah God The Mitzvah is upon the oldest brother to perform Yevom. This is learned from Psukim. However, Vim Kodam Akotan, if one of the younger brothers preceded him and he performed Yibum Zocha, he indeed merits that and it is considered a valid Yibum. And that is also learned from Psukim. Although the Torah does talk of the Bechur performing Yibum, the Torah also says Kieshvu Achim Yachtov. When brothers will sit and live together and then one of them will die. So we see that it spoke about all of the brothers together collectively. And so we learn from there that any of them can perform Yibum even though the main mitzvah is incumbent upon the oldest brother. Now the second half of this Mishnah is not really related to Yibum, however it's related to the previous Mishnah, about whether to force somebody to divorce their wife. Hanitan ala shifcha, somebody who is accused about having relations with a non-Jewish maidservant, which is forbidden. And after that, when it's Chachra, she was freed. Or if he was accused of having relations with a non-Jewish woman, who is not necessarily a maidservant, and then when it's Gaira, she converted. It is forbidden for that man to marry her. Although the woman is now allowed to marry any Jew, since this will lead to people suspecting him even more, and it will support their suspicions that he indeed did have relations with her when it was forbidden, so Mijabodon it's forbidden to now marry her, not marry her, in order to avoid people suspecting him of having performed an Avera. However, the Imkonas, if he did marry her, Emutsimiyodo, we do not force him to divorce her. Since the prohibition to marry her was only to prevent people thinking that he sinned, it was for his sake more. So if he chose to marry her, once he has done that, so he's already got people to suspect him more, it won't really help to divorce her, and therefore he is allowed to continue being married to her. However, Anitanal Aishas Ish, somebody who was accused of having relations with a woman who was married to a different man, and because of that, the base then forced her husband to divorce her, because once a woman who is married has relations with another man, it is forbidden for her to continue living with her husband. And so they forced her to be divorced because of those suspicions. So now it's actually forbidden to erase if she did indeed have relations with this man. So not only is it forbidden to erase for her to continue living with her husband, it's also forbidden for her to marry this other man. And therefore, Afopisha even if he does go ahead and marry her, Yoitzi, he must divorce her because it could be that he is now violating a prohibition to erase